How are you doing? Welcome back. I am here with Rolf and Dirk in San Francisco. You want to say hi, gentlemen? Hey, world. Welcome from San Francisco. <laughs> Great to be here. Great We're going to go here. inside because we realize, but there's the uh, Salesforce Tower back there. They're coming in from Amsterdam. So we're going to have a little chat, but we're going to come inside for a bit and uh, so you can see us better and hear us better. So uh, thanks for joining us today. We're on, where are we? We're on the 38th floor <laughs> of the uh, Hilton here in San Francisco. Uh, Dirk, great to see you. We're finally yeah. doing something in person. Yeah, absolutely, so, yeah, absolutely. It has been a while. Uh, it has yeah. been a while. So what, what's going on? For those who might not know, please introduce yourself and yeah. a little bit what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, sure. So uh, my name is Dirk, uh, CEO, founder of Cruncher. I love people analytics for already 15 years now. <laughs> and um, I actually started my career as a consulting actuary. Can you imagine? I can't imagine. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's a compliment or not, but uh, no, I mean, uh, I love to apply elegant mathematics on the data that companies already have to uh, yeah, help them make better decisions. It's uh, has been a wonderful journey so far. Yeah. And yeah. what you've done at Cruncher there in Europe has been astounding to watch, you know, because you were a small company, not but, but eight years ago or so. And now you're, you know, very prominent, uh, particularly in Europe, but you also you know, are influential here in the United States. So thanks yeah, for sure. coming on and a little bit about Cruncher. Tell me what sets it apart. What What is Cruncher all about? Yeah, it's a self-service people analytics platform. We organize uh, scattered data as a beautiful bento box, you know, we organize <laughs> it nicely. And then there's this layer on top that uh, is the insights engine. And um, then basically we democratize the insights um, towards the HR dashboarding, the analytics and the, and the planning. Okay. And uh, indeed, uh, quite big in Europe, yeah. uh, the only European uh, platform provider, uh, very big on GDPR, on uh, security. Yeah. And with that, we are conquering the U.S. market. <laughs> <laughs> It'll take, what, a week or two? Yeah, exactly, exactly. We're done by tomorrow. <laughs> well, let's you know, uh, step back a little bit because, you know, you've done some research on people analytics and we'll get to that in, in a bit. Uh, how do you define though, people analytics? Because people analytics... Uh, particularly for HR leaders right now, there's a lot of buzz about it, but there's been buzz in one form or another for 20 years. Yeah. And it's expanded, it's evolved over the years. So if someone is going to make an investment in a people analytics solution, you know, why are they going to do that? You know, what is lacking right now in many organizations that requires a solution like Cruncher? Yeah, I mean, um, let's talk a bit about the buzz first, uh, because indeed every year there is a new uh, trending topic in right, people right. analytics, uh, predictive, prescriptive, and uh, we're all fighting over each other to uh, say what it is, what it is not. Mm -hmm. uh, quite frankly, I'm done with that discussion. Yeah. It's uh, it's all really about impact. And no matter if you use a pie chart or if you use really advanced uh, AI ML, uh, I couldn't care less. <laughs> uh, it's about a direct line of sight with business results. Love it. So that's the first thing. Um, second thing, um, HR analytics, workforce analytics, people analytics, uh, you know, they're all used, um, but they really mean different things, right? Mm -hmm. So the HR analytics is all about the processes, the people analytics about behaviors yeah. uh, of an individual person and, and the workforce analytics, which we are quite a fan of, is about, you know, group dynamics. Right. Um, we see many companies um, that uh, have a super keen interest in advancing into this space. Mm. Uh, they sit on a ton of data and um, the business leaders say like, you know, we made investments in Oracle, in, in, in Workday, whatever, but we don't have too many insights. Yeah. Um, what we like to do is we like to um, 
help these companies to really build a value case mm -hmm. of how to start with people analytics and what the potential value is. Right. So we spend quite a bit of time on that before even we start talking solutions. Mm -hmm. um, I actually have a nice slide that I, that I will share in a, in a second with you. Yeah. Um, let me see if I can pull it up. Um, there's actually one one big thing that we always use to explain people analytics <laughs> to, uh, to business leaders. And actually, uh, uh, a kid understands it. I have twins, uh -huh. uh, 13 years old, and they love to play this game, right? Clash yeah. of Clans. Uh -huh. And uh, when I talked about them, um, talked to them, I was like, so tell me more about this game. He said, Bob, it's super easy. You know, <laughs> you are conquering the world, you kill them all, and that's how you win. And I was like, okay, but how do you make decisions? Well, you need to make a lot of decisions, right? Uh, how many troops we have? Um, are we going to buy expensive troops or are we going to uh, deploy them uh, from within? Are we going to develop them to, to, to become a better resource? And all these decisions is what big people do at companies in real life, uh -huh. but they don't have this dashboard. So these kids can only play this game if they know exactly how many troops they have, what is the overall health, how much time is left, money in the bank. And based on that, they make decisions. Well, so this is actually what people analysis is to me. This is why I started. Uh, I wanted to build this class so, of plans dashboard. So Dirk's board of directors <laughs> is his kids. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, it is. It is actually true because one of the things that really sets us apart is that we believe that people analysis can be simple. Mm. You know, we don't want to overcomplicate. Make an exclusive club. Of yeah. people and ladies, we need to open up. Sure, it's a community thing, and it can be engaging. It doesn't have to be this dreadful. Oh uh, man, it can be fun. Yeah, yeah, it can be fun. It yeah. can be drag and drop. Go through scenarios and exactly, yeah. exactly, yeah. So um, uh, the thing actually that I wanted to show you was uh, what we call the uh, the triangle of impact. Uh, it's on the screen now, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, thanks, uh -huh. thanks, the ugly thing. So um, when we talk about um, uh, making business impact with people analytics, uh, it's really about three things, right? It's about uh, focusing on those one million dollar questions. Um, it's about productization, mm -hmm. product to help everyone answer these one million dollar questions. And then uh, adoption. Mm -hmm. We can have beautiful technology out there, but if you buy a, a two million dollar solution and nobody's using it, hey, then uh, it's useless. Right. So uh, the thing that I'm quite passionate about is really about um, productization and about uh, adoption. So what typically happens, maybe you recognize this from your days at the uh, Gap and, and, and other companies, you know, HR executives say like, we sit on so much data. Hey, you're smart, um, you're, hand, you're good with Excel or Tableau. Why don't you export some data from the system and why don't you make something yourself? Yeah. So this is what people do. And this can be done in two months. You have a beautiful dashboard and, and whatever. And then the fun part starts because then the business leaders basically say like, oh, Al, you made this fantastic dashboard. Um, can you add these metrics? And by the way, this part of the company cannot see salaries and that part of the company cannot see German data. So basically what companies are building is exactly like this. Yeah. You know, it's a rock solid foundation of the ERP, of the workday, of the success factors, whatever. And they start to mount all kinds of stuff on top. And the more weight they put on top, you know what's going to happen? Uh, yeah. It is going <laughs> to fall apart. And how do these people know this? They, they people, they say like, you know, are these numbers correct, L? L, I've been waiting now for two months for these new features. Come on. Oh, yeah. Where's the dashboard? Yeah. It's getting slow. cannot get in. But especially the mistrust in their own data. Yeah. 16.4% high potential talent turnover. Uh, who are those people? Uh, this number can't be right. Yeah. Well, and then the fun part starts. 
so then basically um what i love to do is challenge these people on linux teams a bit that build things themselves it's like you know you're running into the limitations of your own success mm -hmm. because the questions that you should really ask yourself is like um the moment that this gets big you know right now maybe you have 100 users on your self-built solution but what if this gets big what if all the managers will get access mm -hmm. and what happens if those three people that are developing this dashboard for you now leave the company hmm. what's going to happen then yeah. right now you're doing super cute analysis on the turnover some historic trends whatever valuable but um the questions will be more around predictive you know yeah. can we predict if people are leaving the company well then this dashboard doesn't cut it anymore. right so, <laughs> so out of the box <laughs> fast forward yourself and then really think uh, about it's what like, kind of that, you know. i mean you're, you're sharing i'm like oh he gets me. <laughs> you know, well, welcome to people analytics therapy. Uh, well, but this is the coach, right? For yeah, people this is the coach, <laughs> but what you're saying is very, very true. Mm -hmm. um, and I think there's this idea to your earlier point that I, as a CHRO or a business leader, I've made all these investments. Where are my insights? What do I need to do? Uh, keep saying, oh, I need a person. Uh, I hire a data scientist. I, but they still need to be enabled by a technology that exactly. can scale exactly. and that can learn and grow. So again, going back to where we're heading, yeah. you know, given all this, you know, what do you see happening? Uh, what I see happening is that more and more data sources are being connected. Mm -hmm. So um, there is this big dream of many companies to have one system that solves everything, right? Yeah. Um, but that's just not happening. Um, I can't wait to, uh, to be at the edge of tech again where we're going to enjoy so many different point solutions that are just awesome sauce uh -huh. for, for specific, <laughs> uh, for specific uh, domains. For example, the best recruiting solution, the best engagement solution, the best employee listing solution. Uh, companies are going for this best of breed strategy. Mm -hmm. So then it is super important that you start connecting all the dots between those systems. Mm -hmm. And that's really what, uh, what we do in the core. Um, because if you have a HR system and you ha uh, where you keep your pay and you have, an, uh, I don't know, an engagement system, and these are not connected, yep. then you can never really understand what what the impact is of a promotion or a, a bit of a salary increase to the engagement mm -hmm. or relating engagement to productivity. Or we just um, improved our onboarding uh, experience. Do we see that back in last field hires? Mm. So it's these uh, cross-functional connections yeah. that really start to make impact. Yeah. So the first big thing that we see is companies um, created a lot of um, appetite for people analytics using uh, the products they build themselves mm -hmm. they run into the limitation of their own success because they want to connect more and more solutions but basically what they're doing is they're rebuilding a professional yeah. platform right and there is a reason why it took seven years with more than 40 developers to build this <laughs> um, so uh, at some moment be a leader and think a bit further ahead right. of, of the north star strategy and then reverse engineer basically what you need well yeah, again, I, I hope that message lands with those who are, are listening, because it is the case that many CHROs and decision makers do not grow up with uh, people analytics discipline as mm -hmm. being part of their background. So understanding the work involved is critically important. And yeah. it is something where if you want to play the game yeah. with good information, then you need to make an investment in people, process, technology, and governance exactly. to move forward um, and really get the insight that you need. Yeah. So one of the things, I have a couple of questions. By the way, if you're listening, you can ask questions. We can bring these, bring them on uh, the screen here. Mm -hmm. uh, 
but GDPR, obviously Europe has taken a lead and you're yeah. you know, based in Europe. So you have a unique uh, view on that. So, you know, when you talk about aggregating data, particularly down to the individual level, mm -hmm. there are certain concerns or certain barriers now that is. Yeah. So how do you approach not only GDPR, but ethical standards as they start to emerge? So what I believe is that Europe is about four or five years ahead of the US. Uh, we were born and raised with GDPR. Yeah. Uh, to give you an example, um, working with German companies, um, it is super possible, for example, to uh, combine uh, salary data in one system with performance data. Mm -hmm. But you know the questions that we get. Uh, okay, technically this is all possible. It comes from the same system. But what are you going to do if you're going to start relating performance with pay? Mm -hmm. Ah, come on. So. Um, there's a whole ethical discussion uh, in Europe around what can you do with the data. Mm -hmm. There's also a, a security and privacy component to it. And again, Europe is about four or five years ahead. Uh, mm -hmm. You see things happening here in California. Yep. You see uh, the New York Cybersecurity Act catching up. In Australia, they're doing the same. They're all copying the GDPR model. But basically what it means is that individuals have the right to opt out for analytics. Uh, so you need to build infrastructure for this. Mm -hmm. You have the right to be forgotten. Mm -hmm. Also, if you leave companies, at some moment in time, you need to start anonymizing the data mm -hmm. because they implicitly withdraw the consent that you use the data. Yeah. And then there are some Um, this is a new arrest in uh, that that was brought up to the court. Uh, and yes. you know what it said? Yes. Personal data on US cloud providers uh -huh. is not considered safe. Wow. This is the biggest thing ever. So when I was building my company, um, the, the person who is now our chief architect and who used to be, you know, the, the cybersecurity god of, of a very big bank uh, in the world, um, he told me one thing, Dirk, you are never going to host on AWS. You're never going to host on Microsoft or on Google because of personal sensitive data in relation to GDPR. Wow. It's big. It's wow. evolving right now. Wow. So wow. Uh, that's something that obviously has to be dealt with. You can't just exactly, <laughs> exactly. wash your hands of that. Yeah. I, that's something that I would love to return to yeah. in, in a later discussion. I mean, for now, because we only have a handful of minutes. And by the way, uh, thank yeah. you. I mean, we've got Amit, how you doing, buddy? Uh, and we have people from all over the world actually watching. And Amit, yeah, yeah, I just saw you pose a question here or a comment. Power accrues to employees with respect to sharing their data and opinions with their organization. Yeah, ab absolutely. And thank you for that. Um, my question here, and I want to go back to adoption yeah. and uh, the idea that organizations don't know. Yeah. And, you know, when we hear about people analytics, many think about surveys, many people think about uh, dashboards yeah. and what have you. Uh, there's also external data to the organization that mm -hmm. sheds light on, on talent markets. So this idea that we're this micro level of people analytics, it's really expanding and growing. So yeah. what I'm getting at is many organizations and particularly leaders who are thinking about this are going to where the puck is to use yeah. the Wayne Gretzky analogy, as opposed to where it's going. Yeah. And so in my view, again, I'm biased is that you need a technology like Cruncher or people analytics technology mm -hmm. to actually make sure you're continually skating to where the puck is going. Yep. Would you agree with that? And is that- I kind of agree. Yeah? Um, 
we talked about the triangle of impact, mm -hmm. the prioritization, we talked about productization, mm -hmm. but just having good product is not good enough. Mm -hmm. It won't get you there. Um, I would love to share uh, my screen and yeah. to show you basically um, the first version of Google Maps. That was powerful. You, you just waved your hand and it happened. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, this is also new technology, right? <laughs> right, right. So um, when I uh, was still living in, in, in New York, this was the very first version of Google Maps. Mm. And uh, there was no manual, no nothing. Mm -hmm. And um, I looked at it and it says like, ah, interesting. Uh, I can ask for flowers, pizza in San Francisco. Uh, it seems useful. And then when I um, scroll a bit down, there's like my recent searches and I'm like, hey, that's easy, but I'm not gonna use it yet until Al, my buddy calls me and says like, Dirk, I'm here in San Francisco. We're gonna eat ribs. Um, do you know a good place? And I'm like, hang on one second. Now there's a trigger to use Google Maps. Mm -hmm. It shows me the address. And the more I use it, everyone is using it. Google is improving Google Maps mm. to the day today that it has even live traffic information. People analytics is exactly the same. So what we did is we developed a model together with the University of Amsterdam to really understand how people evolve in their journey from reporting into analytics. Mm. We looked at how doctors adopted technology. We looked at how the Formula One started to adopt technology. And this is basically the model that we are currently um, working on. It has exactly the same constructs that first people need to think like, hey, people analytics can be useful. It can be easy, which leads to an intent to use. Mm -hmm. And then there needs to be a trigger. Mm. Like my CSRO say like, hey, this great resignation, what can we do about it? Yeah. And then people start to use it. Then we start building the infrastructure around it and then everyone is using it. Nice. Now, what we did was we um, did quite a bit of anal uh, analysis on what drives what. And um, what you'll see here with the correlation coefficients is that basically your question earlier, does a tool solve everything? Absolutely not. There's a correlation of 0.3 mm -hmm. by introducing a tool and the, the fact that everyone analytics, things in between. Yeah. It's his journey. And um, the, uh, our analysis really supports this. The other thing that we did was we um, worked with quite a few companies that say like, hey, you know what? We want to grow from reporting into real analytics. How do we get our HR buddies uh, along this ride? So what we did was we used people analytics to understand the adoption of people analytics. Mm. And uh, for example, with this company, um, there was a real, uh, it was really difficult to, um, to get these people in the analytics mode. So instead of looking behind what, hap what happened, understanding why is it happening and, and what are we gonna do about it? And the factor that we saw preventing from this was a change fatigue. Uh -huh. People were tired, undersourced, overworked. They didn't have mind space for just another um, project like people analytics. And this is now how we start to use people analytics in Cruncher to have hyper personalized adoption strategies, because I don't need to convince you for the power of people analytics. Right. You're bought in. Right. You just want to see, okay, how does it work? And off you go. But there's other people, I don't know, like my mother, <laughs> that uh, still didn't hear about people analytics. She's interested, but doesn't really know what it means. So everyone is on a different journey and you can use very elegant mathematics to measure where people are on the journey to have a personalized recipe for adoption. Mm. So please over with all these one size adoptions and uh, quite passionate about. So adoption. Well, if we don't get what we're doing used, 
it's all for nothing. It's useless. Obviously. Yeah. And where I want to land with this, and I know we're you know coming up on time. And uh, again, if anyone has questions, by all means, uh, jump in or, or comments for, for Dirk or, and me. Uh, but for Dirk, <laughs> um, it's this, is that what is required financially and what is a realistic expectation of return to value? Because when we talk about building stuff in your own yourself um, as an organization, that takes time, mm -hmm. right? And so the time to value is stretched out yeah. and it doesn't have to be that. So it's like when I started in this work 20 years ago, it was like, okay, we're going to do a research project. It's going to take two or three months, like you're mm -hmm. saying, and there's a big aha. Then you say, oh, that was great. You know, this is adjusted and go back. But now it's, it, that's not, acceptable you don't have two or three months to, to turn things around yeah so can you talk you talk about the productization you know the scaling can you talk about the need for speed i can't believe i just said that <laughs> <laughs> the need for speed absolutely yeah. um the um technology implementation nowadays is super quick the mm. last clients we onboarded in just two and a half weeks wow. can you imagine wow two and a half weeks um from zero to fully implemented mm. but um Getting back to adoption, uh, you want to show value. Mm. And that's why um, think about uh, what we do in, in the quarterly value strikes. So we, we define this North Star of where we're going to grow. And then we have quarterly value strikes. And every quarter we have a cool deliverable where our sponsor and, and the team shines with. Mm. And this could be very simple of improving certain data quality or uh, having a, uh, we, we build a, a VR experience for succession planning. You know, you put in your Oculus Rift into Cruncher and you walk through your succession plans in 3D uh -huh. in VR, and you have a joystick. Uh, Amit was on the uh, HR tech, he, he actually used it. And, um, and then you can see these leaders in, in these, in these uh, virtual reality environments and I can click on the leader with my joystick and I can pull this leader. And the more the network contracts, the more pivotal this person is. Wow. Well, this is an experience for leadership. Mm. Um, we need value strikes. Mm. So in one quarter, we're going to solve one pressing problem. Yeah. And that is, uh, that is important. But it takes time and we yeah. need to be realistic on that. Right. And it is a, I mean, I, I almost said it is a journey. <laughs> That's so cliche. <laughs> I, would, I caught myself. So forgive me. But, but uh, let yeah. me give you another cliche. And this is also what I believe. Uh, this is what Eminem said. One shot, one opportunity. So <laughs> you cannot reintroduce people analytics over and over and over again. Yeah. So you ha really have to think about your adoption strategy, a personalized adoption strategy because one shot, one opportunity, yeah, and it better be right from the get-go. Right. Well, Dirk, I mean, you're firing me up. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate what <laughs> you're doing, how you do it. Uh, how can people learn more about you and what you're doing there at Cruncher? Uh, yeah, uh, cruncher.com yeah. uh, website. Um, what we do is we do a lot of, um, uh, we collaborate a little with the community. Mm -hmm. uh, and one of the things that I'm super passionate about is, um, is teaching, inspiring others, just like yourself, yeah. uh, for the greater good. So what we developed was a, uh, an open source um, uh, game, basically, for business leaders and HR to connect together to feel the experience of people analytics. Oh, that's cool. The art of the possible. Yeah. So um, yeah, reach out, Dirk at CrunchRabs.com. Yeah. And then um, we can share the, uh, the game. All right. It's, uh, it's cool. Well, you're cool. Thank you for being cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, and thank you, Al, for everything that you do for the community. Because hey. uh, 
we need more people like you. Uh, thanks for that. I really appreciate it. Cool. Hey, thank you all for joining us. Appreciate you. Uh, you know, pass the <laughs> word. Uh, we're going to be obviously doing things in person uh, moving forward and uh, be there in Boston in early June, uh, Amit. We'll talk about that. And uh, again, you all be well and uh, see you soon. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Bye -bye.